You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eaten Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. It is presented, of course, by DraftKings, the show that's so nice. We do it twice, although this is the last time we'll be doing it twice. Starting next week, only need one episode a week for Joe to break down all of the playoff games. From a DFS perspective, of course, DraftKings, our preferred place for you to play DraftKings, uh, to play DFS. And then, of course, when we get to February and March, we'll recap some things from the season. We'll start to look ahead to the draft. There's always a bunch of things for us to get into. When I say Joe, by the way, I know most of you know already, but I should make sure you do. Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan on social media. He's the man over at fantasypoints.com where there's a code 23 feast. We'll check on that. See when we get the, see when we start the 24 feast code. That'll happen sooner rather than later. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on social media. We're at Ross Tucker pod. The network, and of course, a lot of people check us out on YouTube, which is cool. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Joe, we got eight more games to get to. This worked out perfectly. We got seven 425 p.m. games, and then we've got Sunday night football, which is a dandy between the Dolphins and the Bills. Let's start with these 425 games. Usually, it means the game's either on the West Coast or there's motivation for somebody, and they're looking scoreboard watching. How about the Seahawks at the Cardinals, the unstoppable Cardinals offense, Joe? Yeah, uh, uh, well, I'm pretty sure if you or I ran play action against the Eagles defense right now, we'd. Uh, I, I feel like we'd put a drive together, Ross. You actually played in the league. I did not. So... Um, I'd, I'd probably give you the better shot of doing that against the Eagles linebackers, but... I'm pretty sure we'd be able to, to at least fool them on a couple of plays. But the Cardinals, look, the motivation for them is obviously, we talked about this in the last episode with somebody like Kevin O'Connell. Although Kevin O'Connell's not a new coach, Jonathan Gannon is a new coach. It's motivation into the offseason. you got a division rival today uh, in this game. They're playing for their playoff lives. We want to carry some motivation. And the motivation for Kyler Murray continues. You know, I think Kyler Murray's probably done enough for the Cardinals to not trade him this offseason um, and go draft a quarterback. Maybe they, you know, they go get him a wide receiver in the NFL draft and maybe another offensive lineman. But his motivation is, hey, look, I'm your guy. I came back. I played all right, you know, with in less than ideal circumstances with no wide receivers. Build around me. And I think that's Arizona's motivation in this game. The motivation for Seattle is obvious. They need to win, and they actually need the Bears, I believe, to beat the Packers in order for Seattle to get into the playoffs. Um, Seattle uh, is obviously going to play its guys. Those te- those games kick off at the same time. 
the thing for Seattle is, uh, for fantasy purposes, you know, you want to watch Kenneth Walker, who's been dinged up all season long. And you also keep an eye on the fact that Jackson Smith and Jigba has really started to play a lot more. They've been running more 11 personnel, and he's been outproducing over the last number of weeks um, of Ty, uh, Tyler Lockett. So Jackson Smith and Jigba, who got a touchdown in that game, although it was his only catch, He's somebody who I think has been getting the ball a little bit more in recent weeks for the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are fully motivated to play their guys in this game. So Seattle is a team that if you're focusing on for DFS against Arizona, by the way, an Arizona defense that's still gettable. I know Eagles fans are up in arms about their final offensive drive against the Cardinals, and justifiably so, but the Eagles moved the ball up and down the field on Arizona. Their offense was not the problem in that game last week. Let's talk about those Bears and Packers, Joe. This could be a fun one. Uh, both oh, offenses sure. playing better, both teams playing better. This is one of my favorite games on Sunday. The Packers control their own destiny. So they win and they're in. Now, obviously, the thing for, for Green Bay is what is the status of the wide receivers? But I can't say enough about Jordan Love. Oh, Christian Watson, he's the number one coming into the season. He's been he's been active for like four games with his hamstring problems. Oh, Romeo Dobbs, he had a great rookie season. Kind of been kind of been up and down this year. All right. Dontavion Wicks, he's a rookie this year. He was a late round pick. He's coming on. Up, oh, he's unavailable in week 17. So you know what we're gonna do? We're just gonna throw the ball to our rookie Jaden Reed, who also picked up an injury this week, by the way. Unbelievable. Oh, and then this guy, Bo Melton, New Jersey's own, by the way. We just picked him up off the street. Yeah, he's going to go for 100 and a touchdown. J Jordan, What Jordan Love has done this year is freaking awesome. Um, they are fully motivated, but you want to keep an eye on their wide receiver position. I think Jordan Love is a great DFS option this week against the Green, excuse me, against the Chicago Bears. And Aaron Jones has really started to come on in recent weeks and has become an explosive player for them out of the backfield. The Packers are fully motivated. I expect Jordan Love is going to want to kind of make his mark, announce himself to a national audience, get into the playoffs, uh, and say, hey, look, I'm, I'm the franchise quarterback here for the next decade. Not just the last guy who owned the Chicago Bears. I'm going to own them this year. You're not worried about the way that Bears D has played, Joe? The Bears D has played very, very, very well. I just think Jordan Love is putting up some big-time numbers. But, you know, when I look at the Bears, though, talk about motivation for them. They're eliminated from the playoffs. But Matt Eberflus, the reports were he is going to come back. He's going to be back for um, the 2024 season. But it's not a guarantee yet. You know, the Bears could decide, like, Justin Fields has every motivation in this game. If Justin Fields throws three interceptions and and allows the Packers into the playoffs, that crowd that was chanting, we want Justin, we want Justin, they might be saying, all right, now we want Caleb or Drake. So Justin Fields is playing for his future in Chicago. And even beyond that, he's playing for his future in the NFL because if Chicago decides to move on from him, he's going to want to make himself appealing to other teams around the league. But the thing for Chicago here is Deontay Foreman was a healthy scratch. I think he was uh, going off on Twitter um, about how there's there's no love in the game or something like that. Um, 
unfortunately for him, I don't think there's a reason for them to activate him after what Khalil Herbert and Rashawn Johnson did in that game. Khalil Herbert's gone over 100 yards in back-to-back games. Um, I think he's a very good option against an extremely beatable Packer defense. What Jaron Hall did last week is not going to change my opinion about that. I think this is a great spot for Justin Fields. I think it's a great spot for DJ Moore in this game to continue putting up big numbers because that Packer defense is extremely gettable. You know, I thought at practice on Friday, Joe, I thought Cole Komet looked pretty good. Yeah. But then they didn't actually really even have him run very many routes against the Falcons. Yeah, he wasn't they, even they targeted. That to Tunyon. Yep, Tunyon was the guy in there. Uh, we'll see if Komet is able to play this week, but this is a great game for them to target for DFS, Ross, because I think the Packers' defense is gettable, and the Packers are completely motivated uh, to, to, to play their guys. Just keep an eye on who the Packers' receivers are going to be this week. Let's talk motivation for the Chiefs and the Chargers. The Chiefs have none. They're locked into the number three seed. Um, The Chiefs are... Andy Reid, dating back to his time with Philadelphia, is a militant starter rester. I do not anticipate Patrick Mahomes playing in this game. Maybe they get a series or two just because their offense has been uh, crap. But uh, I don't expect Patrick Mahomes to play in this game. I don't expect Isaiah Pacheco to play in this game. I know Edwards Alaire has been dinged up. So maybe we get a bunch of LaMichael P. Ryan uh, in this game. LaMichael P. Ryan is their number three running back. And they have uh, Daenerys Prince and Keontae Ingram on the practice squad. But I expect this to be a Blaine Gabbert game for Kansas City. And, you know, maybe maybe they get snaps for guys like Justin Ross and uh, Richie James just to try to get guys that they can trust for the playoffs here at the wide receiver position. But Patrick Mahomes is not going to play in this game, in my opinion, Ross. They don't have anything to play for. Chargers, Joe? The Chargers are a team with an interim coach, a backup quarterback, and no wide receivers worth a damn. So... I mean, does Austin Eckler has plenty of motivation in this game because Austin Eckler wants to go into the offseason and get himself a contract after a horrendous 2023 season. So he's a guy I expect to be pretty motivated against maybe a bunch of backup chief uh, defenders. But outside of that, I mean, if you're looking for a cheap option for DFS, Alex Erickson um, is the guy who kind of has emerged as Easton Stick's favorite target. Um, out there. He had seven catches for 98 yards last week against the Broncos, but the Chargers are are basically a shell of an NFL team right now. What are we talking about? Easton Stick throwing the ball to Alex Erickson. It's it's a disaster. It's a disaster. I know. Uh, It's unbelievable. I would would say this is week 18, Ross, and it is, but uh, that's what it was in week 16 and 17. So, uh, yay. Uh, The Chargers Chargers are a disaster. They need to hit the reset button, and they will this offseason. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see who they bring in. It's an appealing job, man. It's an appealing job. Like, there's not a lot of pressure from the fan base, and you've got Justin Herbert. So, it's a very appealing job. Okay, what about. The Broncos and the Raiders, who both want to win this game for different reasons. Yeah, so I actually tend to think, and this is just my read on the situation, I feel like the Raiders are a little bit more motivated than the Broncos here, only because we know Sean Payton's going to be the coach of the Broncos. You know, Jared Stidham might be looking out here and saying, hey, like, we're going to have to eat $80 million on Russell Wilson's contract or whatever they're going to eat. I'm going to try to play and be the starter. He had a nice clean game against the Chargers last week. But the Raiders, to me, you know, they pulled the upset of the Chiefs 
a couple of a, a couple of weeks ago. Antonio Pierce has been a successful interim coach for them. And I know like this doesn't matter to somebody like Aiden O'Connell or and it doesn't matter to somebody like Devontae Adams who weren't here when Rich Bisaccia took over for John Gruden. But Rich Bisaccia was a successful interim coach who the players seem to really like and rally around. And despite him being pretty successful, Mark Davis went in a different direction that offseason, and then they obviously brought in Josh McDaniels. Bad move. I think, the, I think the players for the Raiders want to rally around Antonio Pierce and get him this job. So I view the Raiders as being slightly more motivated, and that is just my personal opinion about this game. Now, we have to keep an eye on the status of Josh Jacobs, but Zamir White's been pretty good for them uh, in the last couple of weeks without Josh Jacobs. So maybe Jacobs doesn't play in this game, but... I thought it was notable that they really got the ball to Devontae Adams last week. Devontae Adams had 21 targets and 13 catches uh, in that game. So if you survived his one catch in week 16, he certainly came through for you in week 17. Um, earlier this season, though, uh, he did get shadowed by Patrick Sertan. They played back in week one, so they're, they're bookend games. And he caught six passes for 66 yards. It's a tougher matchup for Devontae Adams this week, but certainly... I view um, the, the Raiders as being pretty motivated in this game to play their guys. As for Denver, by the way, on offense, they're just not a fantasy team I want to mess with at this point. Um, Jerry Judy, even without Cortland Sutton in that game, he has not had a top 25 fantasy week. I don't think he's going to have one this week. Uh, my boy Jerry Aguilar uh, is going to put a bow on a very disappointing season. Jerry Aguilar. I mean, Ross, I I'm it. telling you, look at the numbers. There's no discernible difference between Jerry Judy and Nelson Aguilar. There isn't. It's unbelievable. Uh, I almost view them as similar players, too. I also love Joe Labatt Blue Light. That's what I'll be drinking on Sunday while I'm watching these games. If you're watching with friends or family, crack a couple Labatt Blue Lights. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Joe, let's dive into the Eagles and the Giants. You know, the Eagles actually have moved the ball pretty well these last couple of mm -hmm. games. Gotten, gotten kind of uh, overshadowed by the defense, obviously. You know, and, and here's the thing with the Eagles. And because their fans have been calling for the offensive coordinator's head this season, too. It's, a, it's an impatient fan base. We, we're aware of that. Of that. Um, I think the Eagles, though, Ross, have moved the ball well because they're so talented it's not because of the scheme you know i still feel like it, it, watching them is like pulling teeth like every now and again they'll do like a little rpo to get the ball to dallas goddard in the flat and you're like oh that was nifty but then everything else is like oh we're gonna drop jalen hurts back five steps seven steps and hopefully he can throw the ball downfield because Devonte smith by the way who's injured he has a an ankle injury and aj brown get open and then maybe we're going to give the ball to DeAndre Swift. We're not going to do anything special. We're just going to run it behind our great offensive line. It feels like their offense is just like, hey, we have so much talent. We're not even going to. We're not even going to scheme. We're just going to go out there and and 
and run basic concepts, and hopefully A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard get open. But that you're, you're 100% right. The offense is not the problem. And it wasn't the problem a couple of weeks ago when they beat the Giants because outside of the, the pick six on which Dallas Goddard fell down, Jalen Hurts played a great game against the Giants, in my opinion. I actually thought Jalen Hurts played a pretty good game against Arizona. It's just that, that their offense got derailed on that final drive by a holding penalty, and they had to dig themselves out of the hole, and they did so in the most embarrassing fashion possible. They called two straight quarterback runs, and then a god-awful third-and-long screen to Kenny Gainwell on which Devontae Smith got injured. But the Eagles are motivated here. They can still get the number two seed, and they certainly want to play a good game based on how poorly they've played of late. Um, So if Devontae Smith plays, you know their guys are going to get they're theirs in this game. You play Jalen Hurts, De- DeAndre Swift, uh, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Smith. A.J. Brown's going to get a ton of targets in this game. Their offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, was saying, well, you know, we got to get A.J. more than one target in the second half. Yeah, so I think A.J.'s going to get peppered with the ball in this game against the New York Giants. Yeah, he basically said sometimes you have to force feed him the ball to get him going. Like, I haven't heard a coach say that very often, force feed a guy They're, the ball. This is a coaching staff that doesn't say that have, very often. They don't have a lot of answers right now, Ross. It's – it's they look, anything can happen in the playoffs, but this is a team that is – I would be surprised if they got past the divisional round right now. What about the Giants, though? They definitely moved the ball better with Tyrod out there. Yeah, because Tyrod's better than Tommy DeVito. He's just not a meme. Um, Tyrod, like, I mean, if you're looking for a DFS quarterback, I mean, how could you possibly look at this Eagle defense and the way the linebackers played? I mean, it it was simple stuff. Just play action, attack the linebackers, buzz, buzz, middle of the field, wide ass open. Do I have any faith that the Eagles are going to be able to tackle Saquon Barkley or cover Darren Waller in this game after what I saw last week? Hell no. Is Zach Cunningham that important, the injured linebacker, Ross? Is he – and if Zach Cunningham well, – clearly their best – he's – yeah, he's clearly their best linebacker. That's but, for sure. But if Zach Cunningham is that important, that's that illustrates a major problem with your defense. I, I have no – the Eagles just do not have answers on the defensive side of the football. I totally expect Saquon Barkley and Darren Waller to go off in this game. I think it's a great week for the Giants and Tyrod Taylor. I really do. Um, uh, Like, uh, look, the Arizona Cardinals do not have wide receivers. And the Eagles still couldn't stop them. So what offense do I expect them to stop? They stopped Tommy DeVito and then gave up a long touchdown to Tyrod Taylor last week, uh, two weeks ago. So, no, I don't expect them to to be able to stop this giant offense. And if they do, kudos to you. Uh, Kudos to the Eagles' defense. Maybe they get some momentum heading into the playoffs. But if I were targeting this game for DFS, I'd be loading up on some Giants and and A.J. Brown because I expect A.J. Brown to get a lot of targets um, and maybe use a Tyrod Taylor comeback because I don't think the Eagles can stop anybody right now. Let's talk about the Rams and the Niners. I know the Niners have clinched yeah. the number one seed, Joe. And so we're not going to see McCaffrey. We will probably won't see some of these other guys. But what about the Rams? Uh, the Rams are clinched a playoff spot. And the question is, do they view much of a difference between the two or the three seed right now? Which is likely to be, likely, look, it's the NFL. But the two seed looks like it's going to be Dallas, and the three seed looks like it's going to be Detroit. 
Now, I personally, if I were a coach, would rather play Detroit. Um, I just think that defense is more vulnerable. Um, and Dallas is a Dallas is a completely different team at home than on the road. Uh, but I think I think the Rams are going to view both of those teams as teams that they can beat because the Rams are not a team I want to see in the playoffs right now. Um, that being said, maybe they play their starters for a few series, but they have guaranteed themselves a playoff spot. And I think getting into the playoffs healthy is better than trying to handpick your opponent. Um, so I think the Rams might play Stafford, Cooper Cup, Kyron Williams for a couple of series. Puka Nakua has been dinged up of late. So I think he could play in this game, but how much, what is his motivation going to be? And then does it even matter? Because if they go out and build a lead against the 49ers backups, can they pull their guys anyway? So we have a team in L.A. that has uncertain motivation right now against a team in San Francisco that has no motivation. So this is a really difficult game to get a fantasy handicap on, Ross. I do not expect the 49ers starters to play. I'm not sure the Rams starters are going to play very much, if at all, in this game. So, look, if the Rams came out and, and, and played Stafford and Nakua and those guys for a half, I wouldn't be surprised. If they took the field and Stafford wasn't even the starting quarterback, I wouldn't be surprised either. So the Rams are a really interesting team in that they've locked up a playoff spot, haven't locked up their seed, but can advance past the sixth seed. So this is one of those teams where they can rest their starters, they might not. You want to listen to what Sean McVay has to say this week. What about the Niners, Joe, just in terms of guys to keep an eye on? I mean, look, uh, Elijah Mitchell had a huge game last week. Um so he's a guy for, for DFS you might want to look at and say, hey, Elijah Mitchell, man, like maybe he's going to get 20 carries in this game. Maybe Jordan Mason gets a couple of carries. But I fully expect this to be a Sam Darnold game, and he'll be throwing the ball to the likes of Chris Conley and Ronnie Bell. Let's get to the Cowboys and the Commanders. Cowboys obviously have to win the game. The Commanders... Ron Rivera would probably like to be ending this thing with a win. And it would be a huge upset. They're two touchdown underdogs. And this I probably should have mentioned this with the Eagles game as well. This is the perfect example of maybe a scoreboard watching game. If the Cow and, and look, this could happen in week 15 too. So it's not like this is unique to this week. But if the Cowboys build a big third quarter lead, they can call off the dogs. They can pull Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb out of this game. Uh, maybe Tony Pollard can actually do something for once. Uh one of the biggest busts I can remember in fantasy that that didn't have a serious injury suffered in season to go with it. Uh, but 14-point favorites for the Cowboys. If they build a big lead, they could call off their dogs late. But of course, you would think C.D. Lamb, Dak Prescott are going to be part of them building that big lead. But the reason I call back to the Eagles game is the Eagles need the Cowboys to lose this game in order for the Eagles to win the division. Just a massive collapse by the Eagles. And the Eagles could very well say, hey, Cowboys are up 31-10 in the third quarter. The worst thing that can happen to us now that hasn't already happened to us in the last month is our quarterback getting hurt, and the Eagles could pull back on their guys. So there is the risk of, of even though these games kicking off at the same time, there's the risk of the Eagles, you know, maybe taking a look at the scoreboard and saying, let's be smart about this. We haven't been smart at all for the last two months, but let's be smart about this and let's pull our guys out of the game. The Cowboys could do the same thing here. But if the Cowboys build a big lead, Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and those guys will be a part of that. So there's certainly plenty of fantasy motivation for the Dallas Cowboys in this game. Anybody for the commanders to keep an eye on? Uh, 
we'll see if they go to Jacoby Brissett. Like, yay. I don't know why you would at this point. But Sam Howell was terrible again. Um, I don't really have any interest in the Commanders in this game, Ross. What about the game that we're most looking forward to? Sunday night, Bills, Dolphins. So the big question here is obviously the availability of some key Dolphins. Raheem Mostert uh, and and Jalen Waddell, neither of whom played. And I will uh, I will thank the Dolphins as, as somebody who had to deal – uh, with uh, with 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 a lineup decision in some championships involving Devon Achan, I want to thank the Dolphins for ruling out Raheem Mostert because I benefited from Devon Achan getting his uh, his 18 touches and a touchdown. Uh, thank you guys. I won a fantasy championship because of that. But I expect Mostert to play in this game. I, he just couldn't get loose for this for last week's game. Uh, against Baltimore I expect he will go but Jalen Waddle is the big question for Miami the fact of the matter is though if we're if we're looking at motivation both the Dolphins and the Bills are completely motivated to play this game Buffalo Buffalo basically like they might be the third best team fourth best team in the league and could miss the playoffs if Buffalo wins this game they win the AFC East but they need help to make the playoffs with a loss. So both Buffalo and Miami are completely motivated here. Miami, of course, wants to win the division, get a home playoff game, but Miami also wants to eliminate Buffalo because Buffalo's as dangerous as any team in the AFC right now. So both of these teams completely motivated. It's just more a question of health for the Miami Dolphins. Check him out on social media. He's the man at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod, and you can always check us out at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for tuning in to Fantasy Feast. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. <laughs>